Hey, you can go ahead and have your seats. And as you're doing that, I'm going to pray for us. Father God, I thank you for the chance that we have today to be outside. I thank you, God, for wind, even though we weren't planning on it. You're so good. And Father, you're going to protect us. You're going to give us a great day, and we're going to celebrate that this is a day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And Father, we all say amen. Amen. Well, man, it is incredible to be with you. Would you just turn to your neighbor, okay? And we're going to do air high fives. Everybody just go, hey, how you doing? I'm talking to you, Troy. Hey, how you doing? All right. Okay? So it is awesome to be together. It's awesome to be outside. And we've been in a series called Better Together. And we've talked about that engagement is the fuel of our faith. We've talked about how we need to serve and we, we gather in order to grow. And guys... We're gathering. I actually get to see your faces. And if you're joining us online, man, it's great to be with you. And last week we talked about how if we love, we leave a legacy. And today we're going to talk about that we're called to go. So I have a question. Have you ever felt like you don't belong? I didn't realize that I wasn't a normal-sized human until I was in college. I was always around my football buddies, and as part of graduation, I had to go to a dance class. And just imagine me walking into a dance class. I immediately felt like I was out of place. And these people didn't know me, and I didn't know them. And I could just think, they're going, why is this big guy here? What is he doing? Have you ever felt like you don't fit? I think it's a common emotion that a lot of us have. We don't know where we fit. We don't know where we're at on the popularity spectrum. And man, when we're growing up, we don't know if we're supposed to be a part of the jocks, if we're supposed to be a part of the academic kids, if we're supposed to be a part of this group, if we're supposed to be in band or or FFA or whatever. And I think all of us wrestle with this commonplace feeling of where do I fit? My whole life, I've been this weird amalgamation of things. I looked up that word in the dictionary, okay? I, was, I grew up on a farm for a while, and then I was a, part, I was, I was a city kid, and, and then I had the opportunity to, to follow Jesus, but I loved sports, and I also loved hip-hop. And then there was a season where I thought I was going to be a skateboarder, and I went to Warp Tour, and I watched Blink-182, and I stood in the front row in the mosh pit, and Tom DeLonge sweated on me, and I was like, this is the best ever. But I found out very quickly that I didn't actually fit because of who I hung out with. All of those things that I was searching out to find my identity in only led to dead ends, half-truths, and broken promises. And maybe you're like me. Maybe you have had vast and varied interests and you don't want to be pigeonholed. You don't want to be told where you fit. But you can look at me and you can make some assumptions about where I fit. But maybe we need to stop doing that. Maybe we need to quit looking like the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Maybe we need to understand that there is a place for every single one of us to belong. A place for every single one of us to fit. Now, my whole life, I grew up in the faith community. Uh, But I was never baptized. Matter of fact, I, I remember thinking, Like, I don't know if I fit in this group of people because I have to behave a certain way in order to belong. And matter of fact, I I can remember thinking as a young man, like, 
there's some weird things about the church, and I'm not sure if I, I fit in those, those places. But when I became a young adult, when I turned 24, I heard for the first time that being baptized was going public with your faith. And I looked at that and I said, yeah, I want that. I want to I say to Jesus that I love him and that I want to be fully committed to follow him the rest of my life. And I can remember thinking, I want this to stick. I want this to be a real representation. I want my yes to be yes and my no to be no. And I want to be a part of this place, of the community of faith. And I want Jesus to be the leader of my life. And so at 25, I made the decision to go underneath the water. And I understood when I went underneath that water that there was something happening. That the old Mike, the old Mike, 25 years of sin and selfishness was being washed away when I went underneath that water. And when I came up, when I came up out of that water, I was saying yes to Jesus' leadership in my life. And wherever he called me to go, I would say yes. Well, about that time, I met this amazing young lady named Kristen, and and she agreed with me that we were going to follow Jesus wherever he led us. And that yes has led us from Kansas to California, to Colorado, back to Kansas, and now to the great state of North Dakota. Can I get an amen? But all of that happened because of that yes. And I believe that scripture is full of stories where people are wrestling with the same questions that you and I all have. Where do I fit? Where do I belong? Do I have a place? Do I, do I have an identity? Do I have a, a, a place where I can fully be myself and not be criticized or judged or overlooked because I'm different? And as I've grown in my relationship with God, and maybe you found this too, God's better than I ever thought. He's better than I could have ever asked or imagined. My friend, Pastor Stephen, always says, God is the best person that I know. Because his love is unconditional and his forgiveness is always there for us. And so today we're going to hear some stories of some friends that are going to go public with their faith. And in doing that, they are declaring that they're going to follow Jesus all the days of their life. They're going to commit to following him wherever he goes, wherever he calls them. They're going to say yes. So I want to share with you Jacob's story really quickly. And this is what it says. Last November, I heard... The pep talk message. I realized what I'd been missing. In that message, pastor spoke about how each person can make the world awesome. Can you just say this after me? I, let's say like we mean it. I am made to make the world awesome. Come on. And he also talked about that a place that you can be yourself. I didn't know it until that message. I wasn't living in a place where I could be myself. Don't we all want to be fully seen and fully known? And the Bible has this amazing story of a man who is asking the same questions. He was on a journey to find hope and healing. And this this story comes from the book of chapter 8. We're going to get there, but I want to set this up. See, this story is about a man from Ethiopia. And this man had an amazing life. He had wealth. He had privilege. Matter of fact, he was the treasurer for all of the money of Ethiopia. 
He had risen far beyond his peers. He was super successful. He had all that he could ever want. And yet, as he began to study and he began to seek truth, he found himself running into dead ends, half-truths, and broken promises. And so he came across a scripture, an ancient text, and he heard about a people called the Israelites that followed the God called Yahweh. And they, he said, I think that these people might have it right. I think that these people might be the ones that I want to be a part of. And so he hopped in a chariot. And just think about this. He hopped in a chariot in Ethiopia, and he took a 1,500-mile journey to get to the, the capital of Israel in Jerusalem so that he could be where God's presence was. And he understood that just like me and you, he wouldn't have been invited in because he... Oh, that was windy. All right. So... He wouldn't have been invited into the inner court because he wasn't an Israelite. He was just a normal person like me and like you. But he said, you know what? If I can be close enough to God's presence, that's enough. I just want to be near him. And he was on a journey to find truth. And maybe, just maybe, today, you're on a journey to find truth. You're asking yourself, where do I fit? Where do I belong? Can I tell you? Today is your day because you fit right here in this family. You matter. You're amazing. We love you. And so does Jesus. And we can't wait to celebrate. Yeah, come on. So this story comes to us from the book of Acts, chapter 8. You probably don't have your Bibles with you because it's a little windy, but it's going to be up on the screen. We're going to start with verse 26, and this is what it says. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go to the south road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandake, which means the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran out to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked. How can I? He said, unless someone else explains it to me. He invited Philip to come up and sit with him. I want to pause here for just a second. There's some of us out here today that are Phillips that have been following Jesus for a long time, and it's time for us to go. The world needs the hope that you and I have. We need to follow the calling of Jesus. We need to walk up to some chariots, and we need to hear what they're saying. We need to identify with their story, and we need to jump in, and we need to say, I have some answers for what you're looking for. Because the church was always called to go. Let's jump back in. So this is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. As a lamb before the shear is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please. Who is the prophet talking about? Himself? Or someone else. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture. And told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road. 
they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, I want everybody to look and point right here. Look, here is some water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave order to, to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. If you've ever been on a journey asking yourself if you fit, can you just hear the Ethiopian man asking Philip, do I fit here? Am I a part of this story? Is a prophet writing about somebody else or is he writing about me? Have you ever read the Bible and said, is this written directly to me? Have you ever heard a sermon that sounded like it was written directly for you? That's because you are a part of God's story and you matter. And the man is saying to Philip, I want my life to matter. And frankly, up to this point, everything that I've done has fallen short. Because Philip heard God's spirit speak to him, he went, he said, I will go. And I want you to hear Daylon's story. I think I said that right. Sorry. (laughs) One of her friends one of her friends came to her and shared with her the hope. This is what she says. I grew up a Muslim, but one of my friends showed me all the amazing things Jesus has done for us. And since asking Jesus to be the leader of my life, I've been happier and overall just a better person. Did you hear that? A friend shared the hope of Jesus. And she's here today to go public with her faith, to declare that God is the leader of her life. And that's the best news that we can ever, ever hear. It's time for you and I to go. And the Ethiopian man said to Philip, now I'm not going to know if someone doesn't tell me. And so there are people in your life and in my life that we need to tell. Philip saw the opportunity And because we're reading this 2,000 years later, we know exactly where Philip would have taken him. See, this man was reading Isaiah 53. And that's the passage of scripture about Jesus. Wow, it is real windy right now. (laughs) But Philip would have taken this man over in the scroll to Isaiah 56. Guys, I'm about to lose my mind. I want you to hear these words. This is what happens when God is intentional with you and with me, and he has a plan for every single one of our lives. This is what it says. Philip took him to Isaiah 56, verses 4 through 5. For this is what the Lord says. I will bless those eunuchs who keep my Sabbath days holy and who have chosen to do what pleases me and commit their lives to me. I will give them within the walls of my house. See, this man belonged in the house of God. He belonged in the family of God. He thought he didn't, but he found out he did. God's going to give you a memorial, a name far greater than sons and daughters could give. For the name I give them is an everlasting one, and it will never disappear. And when that man heard that hope, he said, pull the chariot over. There's water here right now. Why not be baptized? And I want to ask some of you that same question. Maybe you didn't sign up. Maybe you, you, didn't, you didn't intend to get baptized today. But if you have the time, we have a towel. 
And we want to celebrate with you what God is doing in your life. And maybe today God is stirring something inside of you. And maybe you're saying, I want Jesus to be the leader of my life. I want my yes to matter. I want to have a place of belonging. I want my story to line up with the story of God. And it's time, friends. It's time because of this. We are better together. And every single one of us has a place. Let's say it together. We are better together. And there are some of us out here right now that want to go public with our faith, but we're a little hesitant. And I just want to tell you, we're going to give you an opportunity at the end of this service to respond. And I can't wait to see who says yes. I want to share a couple other stories with us before we start dunking, folks. Our friend Ella says this, I accepted Jesus during quarantine. Jesus is moving in the midst of COVID. Come on. I accepted Jesus during quarantine and ever since I've felt a weight come off my shoulders. I have someone to talk to every second of every day. I think that's what we all want. I think that's what we all need. I want to share with you another story from our friend Courtney. Courtney says, when answering the question, how do, I, how do I feel after I said yes to Jesus? Honestly, I still feel myself struggle from time to time with this. And if I deserve his love, Courtney, I'm going to try and track you down. I don't know where you, there you are. Courtney, whoo, you deserve his love. 100%. You matter to God and you matter to this church family. Honestly, I still feel myself struggle from time to time. If I deserve his love, on Christmas Eve 2019, I came to Prairie Heights and asked for forgiveness. And that was when I started to make my walk with Christ. I've been coming every week and learning more and more about the Lord and about myself. And I am enough and I do deserve baptism. And maybe this is somebody else's story out here today. Maybe you felt like you weren't enough. Maybe you felt like you didn't matter. Maybe you didn't feel like you had a place. And I want to tell you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Jesus died for you, and he died for me. And you have a place to belong, and you are enough. And I want to share Jeremy's story really quickly. I accepted Jesus at launch here at Prairie Heights, and my faith journey has been an upward trajectory ever since joining a grow group, serving at church. These things have given me some of my best friends and have pushed me out of my comfort zone, becoming more like Jesus. When I went to college, I really struggled to find a church that I felt like I was home at. I went on the church tour, trying out different churches and really never felt home. When Brooke, my wife, and I moved to Fargo, we did the same thing, checking out churches every weekend And we always came back to the same conclusion. Prairie Heights was our home. I want you to hear this today. You're home. You matter. And God is here and his spirit is moving. And it is our joy to ask some questions. So baptism friends that are getting baptized today, I want you to stand up. I'm going to ask you five questions. Yeah. Hey, come on.
Do you believe that Jesus was sent by his Father to live here on earth in the flesh? He died as a payment for your sins, and he was resurrected from the grave and now lives victoriously over sin and death. If you believe that, say, I believe. Number two, have you received Christ as your Savior and asked him to forgive you for replacing his way with your way? If so, say, yes, I have. Are you committed to following the leadership of Jesus Christ? If so, say, I will follow. Are you committed to learning and obeying God's word? If yes, say, the Bible is my guide. And are you committed to being an active part of a church family? If so, say, I will serve my church family. Awesome. I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer. I'm going to invite the band to come up and Pastor Beth. So let's bow our heads. Father God, I thank you right now. I thank you that you are stirring, that you are moving, that you are doing something that only you can do. And God, we just invite you even right now. If somebody's heart is being stirred, that they would say, yes, God, that they would say, I want to be a part of this family, that I want to be a part of the body of Christ, that I want to find my fit in this place because God, these are moments that mark us. These are moments that transform our lives and set our path in a new direction. And Father God, we thank you that you direct our steps and you call us into a new and better reality because you are the best person we will ever know. And God, we are so thankful to be included in the number of people that are called followers of Jesus. In your name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.